0: In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Hallelujah. Christ is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. Hallelujah. How do we know that? How do we know this? How do we know this for sure? Why are we here on this Easter morning? sitting here in these pews, listening to me up here, for goodness' sake. Christ is risen. How do we know that? I like to say, oh, if they only had a ring doorbell camera in the tomb 2,000 years ago. Mm-hmm. I just had one put in a floodlight, and it's so amazing because when we put it up, we had no idea that when it went off, it would, it would go, hello, you're being recorded. She was so nice about it. <laughs> anyway, I always think, what if we had one of these like, floodlight cameras at the tomb? Then we could see, a, we would get an alert, we would get an alert on our phone saying there's motion at the tomb. Then we could see a video playback of Jesus rising from the dead, of the great stone in front of the tomb rolling away, and we could watch him leave the tomb and follow him as he left. Then we could hit the alarm button and blast it to the whole neighborhood watch uh, a program that we belong to, that Christ is risen, and we would see it for our own eyes. We could rely on ourselves for proof to inform our faith and then send video all throughout social media and then prove it that we know what we are talking about. And others would see the video and they would believe too. Hallelujah, Christ is risen. Others would say, oh, no, 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 no. That is a deep fake video. That's not real at all. And we would be in the same place we are today. No visual proof. No visual proof. See, we have to trust the testimony of those who saw the risen Christ, those who saw and experienced the risen Christ before us. Proclamations from generation to generation. It means we have to rely on faith. And sometimes, you know, this is vague and sometimes it's very real. Whether we have a strong faith or not, Yet yet something prompted us to be here today, to sing Alleluia and to celebrate the risen Christ. God got our attention on some level, and that is why we are here today. Here's the secret. God is trying to get our attention all the time. God got Mary Magdalene's attention, and Peter and the beloved disciple, he got their attention because the stone was rolled away from the tomb. And today we learn that according to the Gospel of John, it is Mary Magdalene who is the first Christian witness. She's the first to see the risen Christ and the first to reveal it to the world that Christ is risen. Christ didn't reveal, uh, Christ didn't reveal himself first to the powerful or the perfect or the most religious. He revealed himself to someone who was thought of as very lowly, imperfect, and a woman. Now, if the boys, Peter, and the beloved disciple we hear about today, had stuck around, they would have seen the risen Christ too. But their story is told like a competition. They're more caught up into who can get to the tomb first contest, as if whoever gets there first will be rewarded for their effort. And I really, really love this scene because Peter's running in earnest toward the tomb, and then the beloved disciple, who we think may be John, just passes him by, outruns him. And they're caught up in this contest of who will see the empty tomb first. Oh, they see the linen wrappings and they see the emptiness of the tomb, but they didn't stick around for the revelation of the resurrection. They only saw what was not there. They judged the emptiness. They returned to their homes not understanding with only the vision of emptiness and unfulfilled promise, running again, this time away. Away from the tomb, away from the hurt, away from the emptiness. But Mary, Mary sticks with it. Grieving as she is, not running away, but staying committed, watching in vigil. And it is in this commitment to keep watch that ultimately brings her to see the risen Christ. The Christian journey is not a race to see who will get there first. It's not a competition. It is a steadfast commitment, even when we are confused and we don't understand Now, we may not understand fully the Easter story. We may just show up at church once per year at Easter, running as fast as we can to get to the church before the opening hymn. We may not even know why we do it, but something, something nags us to be here. Something tells us to be present on this day, to show up for the resurrection. And that's okay because God got your attention this morning. God got your attention on some level. You showed up. Now, what God wants us to do once God gets our attention is to not be so hasty, to run back to our comfort zones, but to stick around for a little bit more. Wait for the risen Christ to make himself known. God wants us to not only show up for the resurrection, but God wants us to stay a while. And that is what faith is. Faith is staying a while, sticking with it, until the empty tomb eventually becomes filled with revelation. What does it mean to show up for the resurrection? Well, we look at Mary. Despite her fear, despite her sadness, maybe she's angry. At the betrayal of Judas a few nights ago, angry at Peter for his denials, perhaps still reeling from her grief of witnessing the crucifixion, the death of all of her dreams and hopes, it's too much to bear. It would be so easy to run away, to be disillusioned, to crawl under a rock, but she shows up anyway, and she stays with it. Despite the darkness and the sadness and the grief of her world falling apart, she shows up for the resurrection because Jesus told his disciples that he would rise on the third day. He kept his promise. He kept his promise. And Mary must have somehow realized that it was not the end. As much as we want to run away from the difficult challenges in our lives, we can't just run away and then return only when the challenges are gone or filed away. Showing up for the resurrection means committing to the long haul, not knowing what to expect. God requires us to not to believe, not just to believe, but to respond by showing up. Whatever that may mean for each of us, it might be different in our own contexts. Now, today is a very exciting day because today we baptized two children, and they are too young to speak for themselves, so the parents and the godparents will speak on their behalf, and they will be asked a lot of questions to which I hope they will answer yes. Hint, hint. Uh, But this is an important day because what these children are being committed to is a beginning of a journey of faith that will last their lifetime, even when they forget, even when they fall short, even when they think that they don't even care. Their journey will continue because today they will be marked as Christ's own forever. Forever. At their baptism, not only will water be poured out, but an oil that we call chrism or holy oil will be used to mark the sign of a cross on their foreheads And This is a sweet-smelling oil, and this smell of this oil will eventually be washed off over time. But the smell, even though it doesn't linger, what will linger will be the invisible mark of being Christ's own forever, whether we can see it or not. It's like an invisible tattoo. It will be there always, no matter what. It is an invisible proof that I am here to tell you about. That's my job. That's why I woke up at five o'clock this morning. That's why I am here today to reaffirm the promises of God, who is the author of our salvation, to remind you that if we just remain constant, even if there is even if there's a disappointing empty tomb on your journey of faith, if you stay constant, there will be a revelation. You have to stay and wait for the revelation. Don't run away. If. Like Mary, we can find it in our hearts to remain, to be constant despite the fear, the doubt, the confusion, the disappointment, the anger, and the sadness to show up for the resurrection, to journey to the tomb not knowing what to expect. We too may just find the risen Christ, the candles lit, the hope that is promised by God, by God who gets our attention in so many ways and begs us to acknowledge and respond. We may not have a video, to reveal to us that Christ is risen. But we have the testimony of many hearts that have been transformed throughout the ages, and we have seen and benefited from courageous people who have changed the world by making the world a better place, a more just place, a loving place, despite our human attempts to destroy, despite our human attempts to be cruel and hateful. People who have showed up and responded to a faith that requires commitment. So, once again, we look to our ring doorbell camera. So, when two or three or f- four weeks from now, there's motion at the front door, and we see that God is trying to get our attention again, you know, maybe standing on the porch, peeking in our windows, knocking on the door, do we run away, pretend not to be home, call the agnostic police? Or do we invite God in and see what happens? God wants us to show up and stay a while because God wants us to know God's promise of transformation. God wants us to stay the course because in doing so we will experience the unexpected. And that's what Easter is all about, showing up. That's what we are doing here today. Something led us all here today to rejoice together that Christ is risen. What might it mean to stick around and be committed to what unexpected things might lie behind a seemingly, seemingly empty tomb. May the blessing and fellowship of this day by the power of the Holy Spirit inspire us all to not run from what is not there, but rather to stick around and invite in the God of unexpected revelation so that we too may witness to the risen Christ. Amen.